Welcome to the Burden and Blessing Podcast, a study and discussion forum on the truth of God's Word. Our summary verses of the books of the Bible introduce us to the theme of each book of the Old and New Testament scriptures so that we might have a deeper appreciation and understanding of God's Word of Truth. We pray that these brief studies will enable you to get more out of your daily reading and hearing of God's Holy Word. Welcome back to Burden Blessing Podcast as we continue on with our 66 summary verses of the Bible. Joining me today is Pastor Nathaniel Mayhew. My name is Pastor Neil Radical. Nathaniel, what is our verse for the day? We are moving into the book of Ezra, nearing the end of the Old Testament now. And the summary verse for Ezra is taken from the New American Standard Bible. It's from Ezra 7, verse 10. Ezra had set his heart to study the law of the Lord and to practice it. A very interesting verse, Neil, and encapsulates all of what the book of Ezra is about. Now, Ezra is a little bit of a tough book because it actually covers a long period of history. There's actually two portions to the book of Ezra dealing with the return of the captives from Babylon back to the land of promise once again. And the the first part deals with the first wave and the return, and then the second wave is covered later on, which Ezra was then a part of. The main part of this book, as it describes the people then returning from captivity back to the land of promise, rebuilding the city, rebuilding the temple, it deals with faithfulness. And Ezra really gets to the heart of what any revival, a true spirit work revival is all about. Ezra had set his heart to study the law of the Lord and to practice it. Ezra deals with a lot of problems in this particular book. He deals with the issues of mixed marriages. There were people who were divorcing their Jewish spouses and marrying heathen spouses. So that was one big issue that he was dealing with. He was dealing with an unfaithfulness among the people to, to do what the Lord had called them to do. And, and so he deals with human sinfulness and he calls them to repentance. But this revival can only take place when we get back into God's word and we say, I want to know what God has to say about me, about my life, about what he desires for me. And so that's one of the major focuses of this particular book, that God's word remains firm and sure and true through all generations. It doesn't matter where we are, where we live in history. God's word remains the standard for right and for wrong for any sort of truth. And that doesn't just deal with what's right and wrong for us as human beings, but also what has God done to remove the problem of sin. You see, that is truth also, and that doesn't change. What God has done in order to accomplish our salvation, that is true, always has been true, always will be true. So Ezra has a message for us today too, Neil, and that is, are we going to set our heart to the study of God's word and to practicing it in the days and the hours and the years that he has given to us to live here in this life? I like the way you pointed out, you know, the, the length of time that was spent there as far as the prophet goes and the timeline it covers, because I think it's important when I read this verse, that word that jumps out to me is not just the heart, you know, he set his heart to do that. So is that sanctified life of the believer wanting to please the Lord and follow his word, but that study the law, 
initially you just think, well, you know, the Pharisees were obsessed with the law, but we understand from Psalms and so forth that the law is in the broad context here. It's, it's everything that God's word teaches. And you brought it so well about what was the point of the study. Ultimately, it's for us to see Christ. The Old Testament prophets were studying to see the Messiah, the promised Christ to come. And so when he studied the law, it's to see those promises that the Lord was giving to him and to the other prophets and to the people throughout centuries of years about the, the, his own son to come and bring that forgiveness and mercy and that eternal life. So the historical nature of this is so very important because it really, again, points us ahead to four or 500 years from that time to see God's promises fulfilled. And I think there's so many good references in the Bible that speak to setting our heart to look and seek after the word of the Lord. You know, Psalm 1 talks about the Christian faith being like a tree planted by the waters and his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law, he meditates day and night. You know, it's not just the law, it's the gospel, it's the promises of God and Christ our savior. You know, Paul wrote to Titus in chapter two, verse one, but as for you speak to things which are fitting for sound doctrine. You know, part of the reason we study God's word, just like Ezra did is to recognize the, the truthfulness versus the falseness that's in the world today about God, about his salvation, about his promises to us. And so that sound and that healthy doctrine, just like we want healthy hearts, we want healthy souls that follow and study God's word every single day. And the last reference that makes me think of too is 2 Timothy 2.15. Be diligent, ultimately, be diligent to study, to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth. And what encourages me, Ezra, and mentioned all the challenges that he was going through as a prophet, he was diligent to study God's word, to set his heart on the faithfulness of studying God's word so that he could correctly apply that to the lives of himself and the people around him and remind them of God's promises, to remind them of that future salvation, that deliverance in the, the Messiah that we celebrate at Christmas time, that he was born, and that we celebrate in his death and resurrection, that he died for our sins and promises eternal life. So like you said, there's a ton here in Ezra and just a ton of this short verse that reminds us to also set our hearts on that wisdom of God. Now, one of the things that I think about, Neil, when I think about the law of God is the passage in the New Testament that says that the law is not burdensome. When we are moved by the Spirit, the law is not a burden. And in this closing prayer, this will emphasize this Spirit-worked desire to do the will of God, to follow his law, and to know his will for us both in his law and in his gospel and what he has done to deliver us from sin. May we thy precepts, Lord, fulfill, and do on earth our Father's will as angels do above. Still walk in Christ the living way with all thy children and obey the law of Christian love. So may we join thy name to bless, thy grace adore, thy power confess, from sin and strife to flee. One is our calling, one our name, the end of all our hopes the same, a crown of life with thee. Spirit of life, of love, of peace, unite our hearts and joy increase, thy gracious help supply. To each of us the blessing give, in Christian fellowship to live, in joyful hope to die. Amen. We invite you to listen for new books each week on Burden and Blessing Podcast, where we believe and confess that every word of God is true. We pray that you will be assured that God's word is pure and is more precious than gold.